Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Alright, we are back. We're here. We're here. And we're here for the year-end Festivus celebration. <laughs> we and did we it. Are here we are here to air some motherfucking grievances. So um, we're, we're just going to take a few minutes and just let off some shit that we've, been, we've had on our chest. Oh, this will bother us, and then we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, and we uh, we reached out to our readers, I mean our readers, our listeners, and asked them to share some of their grievances with us, and we'll uh, we'll share them with you all as well, and maybe have a comment or two on the side. Yes. So, do you want to go first, or you want? Me why, to go why, first? why don't you go first? I'm gonna feed all off right. you with this one. Okay. So, my grievance kind of like oddly ties into like the whole spotify year-end thing oh but it, please. it's more of a it's more of a bigger version of it this you were bored to give this rant do it because right so here, here's my thing i don't give a shit about spotify and Clearly. like if people want to post their spotify shit cool right like, i don't get getting upset about it what bothers me the most is that people are still complaining that spotify doesn't pay for the shut the fuck up you know this Everybody knows this. And yet, you still pay a fucking distribution company mm. to get your shit on Spotify. Go on. It's a goddamn voluntary relationship. Go on. You voluntarily enter. Spotify is not forcing you to put your music on. Listeners are not forcing you to put your music on. Get them. The only person forcing you to put your music on there is you. So I don't want to hear an adult who's 45 years old complaining because they have 19 million streams and only got seven bucks. Go to Bandcamp. Put your shit on Bandcamp. You'll sell one CD and get that amount. Your work will not be wasted. If you choose to go on Spotify, you choose to go on Spotify. Own it. Don't be a victim. Stop pretending that these people control your goddamn life. And it's the same thing with everything. It's like people on Twitter just complaining all fucking day about every goddamn thing. And you're just on there complaining all day. Everybody's tuning you out. There's yep. one person who posts the same fucking thing every goddamn month about how, yo, people are dicks. They're not really checking them. I see you. I see you people out there with your big heads. And I'm going to come and get you. You just wait and see. But tomorrow you're going to be complaining about some other shit. All you people do is fucking complain. Nobody is forcing you to do a goddamn thing. You're a grown-ass man with your own fucking life, your own jobs, your family. Spend time with them. Don't be mm. fucking this voluntary thing that you do on your own because it makes you angry and it makes you feel like you have a purpose. There's people that I love mm. that go on there and just complain about shit and I mute it because I can't listen to them anymore. You have to. And it's like, I'm sure the people that are your fans don't give a shit if you're like upset because somebody somewhere did a thing that upset you. Mm. Good fucking, who gives a shit? Nobody gives a shit. That's life. That's part of life. You're not going to walk them in the supermarket and complain about shit. You don't have to shop on Amazon. Nobody's forcing you to shop on Amazon. Go to fucking any store. There's tons of mom and pop stores in your neighborhood. Go there. Oh, yep. Amazon is Amazon's ripping off the people that put shit on their, their stores. Have you ever heard of generic products? Walk into a goddamn supermarket. There's going to be a food town version of whatever there is in the shelf. It's how yep. business works. It's how business always worked. Yep. Amazon's the biggest company in the world. Sears went out of business two years ago. It was bigger, big, as big as Amazon. Calm right. the fuck down. Live life in reality. And I'm tired of hearing about how, oh my God, it's 60 degrees in November and December. Happens every year. Since I've been a kid, year. there's been a day of 60 degrees. Do we still have to have this stupid fucking conversation every day? Stop being an idiot on the internet. 
just like make fun of dumb people. Yes. And that's what it's for. That's all Twitter's for. Twitter's for making fun of stupid people. It's beautiful. Hence it's Nancy wonderful. Reagan throat goat. We brought yeah. it back to the essence of Twitter with that's Nancy Reagan for. being the throat goat. Yeah. If you Giving don't like me on Facebook, don't be on Facebook. If you Yo, don't man. like watching baseball, don't watch baseball. Jets fans, <laughs> if you don't like watching the Jets, nobody's forcing you to watch the Jets and you don't deserve better because you've been a fan of a shitty team for 40 years. I'm tired of hearing Jets fans complain about that shit. You tell them. You, you decided to be a shit fan of the shitty team. I'm a fan of the shitty team. Turn <laughs> off the game when you know they're going to suck. Do some shit with your family. Be Yo. a goddamn grown-up. Losers. This is real life. You're not getting us anywhere else except co-op culture. This was like a wonderful Dame Dash rant, but from one of my friends. Not one of my heroes, just one of my friends. He smacks <coughs> yeah. you. Give you a beat and inspire you to grow the fuck up. Yeah. How about and, that? And, and and don't hit me up later being like, you know, it's not easy for some people <laughs> to change because things are hard sometimes. So it's not just that fuck easy. Fuck up. It, it is that easy. Either <laughs> that do it or don't. Like Yoda taught you that in Return of the Jedi. Do or do not. You were right. eight years old. You had the right. lesson. Go. Yes. Shouts to you. Damn. I wish Castro was here for that one. Just he would just he, he would be distorting quite heavily while screaming oh, yeah. and cackling in yeah, West Philadelphia. Oh wow. Oh man. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say, man. About six things I wanted to say could have fit in right there. Um <laughs> wow. Uh, I'll, I'll tie it in like this because okay. super duty tough work is kind of touching this shit too. And, and you did and the Spotify and all that. I'll say this, uh, this ties into the episode that they did a few weeks back about, you know, social media. And if a logic was like, if your social media experience sucks, it's because you suck, mm-hmm. which I agree with. Right. Tell so what in the last year and change, I was like, yo, especially during COVID, I was like, yo, I'm not here to fuck around. I need to like, get my shit straight financially i need to have like a huge rainy day fund i need to have all my shit like immaculate because you know rewind back to march april 2020 we didn't know what the fuck was gonna happen with anything so since march april 2020 you know if you follow my music you follow this podcast i've been getting fucking busy putting out a lot of shit doing this show what you know expanding the show doing press doing everything we could outside of just doing, you know, shows and hanging out. Right. And the whole point of that is to say on my end, even though the things that were annoying in my life as an adult, when I was in my twenties, thirties, I took control of that shit. Right. When you just sit there and be like, yo, it's going to suck to have to deal with these things that are annoying and complicated. Like right, right before me, last recorded, we're dealing with real adult shit, like refinancing mortgages and fucking pre-approval for houses and getting bank forms from the last fucking 12 months. And then apply. like, these are stressful, annoying things that affect more people than just you. So when you take control of these things though, you realize like, listen, I'm not great at this, but if I apply myself and just go all in with an open mind, Two, three months from now, I'm really going to know what the fuck is going on with my, with my mm-hmm. stuff, right? So Castro and I have been lucky enough to consult with a bunch of artists this year. And a lot of this shit is like the people we've been talking to and working with, they're not on this victim shit. They're not on this oh, fucking oh, you're a playlist. I don't know how to get on playlists, bro. My playlist shit is whack. All right. I've run ads. I've done everything. Spotify has said, oh, make playlists of your own. Fucking post it. Share it. You know what I did early on when these motherfuckers went public? I bought a piece of Spotify. 
So I make more money off Spotify on a monthly basis than they could ever pay me, right? Because the game ain't for me to be on Spotify. I'm indie. But I was like, I'm going to get a piece of these cats. Go on Robinhood right now. Buy a fractional shale. Share $3 here, $10 here, $50 here. Own these motherfuckers. Instead of crying about them, you be the boss. Same thing with Apple. Same thing with anything else, right? So when you take control of your shit, that's not in vogue to take control. And that's like a common theme on the show, right? Me and Alaska especially. We're not on that shit of fucking woe is me in the corner. We're indie dudes. Like you hearing us is because of us. You know what I mean? Alaska a little bit different coming from a a vaunted crew and a label and a group. However, how many dudes are from that era? Right. That's my point. Like that wasn't like, oh, I mean, like you're just dope. Here's everything. You know what I mean? It was like doing shit for free for years, getting nothing, getting booed. No one buying this. No one like all that shit. Like I'm at my peak right now. I'm year 15 of being an indie artist. Right. And so what all that said, it's like, I said this on a bunch of other shows. So I'm going to say on this show, we have the best opportunity right now in history. Fuck the doom scrolling nonsense. Fuck your whiny ass friends who never did shit. Fuck that. Don't listen to any of these people. You know what you should be paying attention to? People that are doing dope ass shit that you want to learn. They could be entrepreneurs. They could be tech people. They could be salesmen, marketing, fucking content. Whoever whoever these people are. Blueprint. He's one of our biggest Mm -hmm. inspirations and homies, right? Look at this man. Author. Now he's a CDL licensed guy. Like on top of being one of the nastiest dudes in rap, right? So all that's to say, like, yo, if you just sit back and and say, yep, nothing's going to change. Everything's worse than ever. It's not worse than ever. You're on some zero-sum mentality bullshit, and you need to get the fuck up out of that because none of us want to go back to 93. Yeah, the music was great. The fashion was crazy. (laughs) Haha, Def Comedy Jam was on. But, like, I like being able to do a show in my basement where we can hit people from around the fucking world every single week whenever we want and make money off of it. We can put out our own shit and make money off of whatever we want. We can work with people we want, not to go through managers and fucking labels and shit. And so all this doom and gloom nonsense, this show is not about that. And if you're on that doom and gloom shit yourself, I've probably muted you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you show up on the fucking group text where we screen grab your shit and we all make funny behind your back. All right. And I'm saying proverbial you, you. There might be 50 of you. I don't know. Yeah. But because we, we don't engage with it. Nope. We don't engage. So my rant is we're watching you be on some sucker shit or we just mute you or block you. And then if we do still fuck with you, you act like a goddamn whining ass bitch in the corner. Oh, it's not fair. Yo, it's never been. When, when the fuck was it fair? When? When was it fair, bro? Who? Who had a great look immediately in, in any capacity and in, in the history of anything? This shit has never been fair. It's, it's about what you can leverage, what you can learn, how you can grow from it how you can get better, period. Now, the people have, there's some people with real circumstances, right? Like debilitating diseases, right? Extreme poverty, losing their business from COVID. Oh, that's different. We're not going at, we're not kicking people when they're down. Clearly not mm. that. But beyond that shit, yo, I don't, I don't engage with that. You know what I mean? And, and to go back to a logic's point, everyone I follow on social media now, we, we tell our clients this in Griff Company consultation, clean up who the fuck you're following, bro. This is a free gem. Normally you pay me and Castro for this. You need to go through that shit and dead a lot of these people, right? Dead them because mm-hmm. you follow them for one thing back in the day or you follow them, they followed you back or some bullshit. But if you're going on there and it's like fucking up your mood and fucking up your day, 
yo, I'm on these platforms all day learning, dude. I'm learning. And again, I'm not going to sit here to my own horn. But if you know me and you've been following me, I'm in a way better spot than I was two, three years ago. That's that's not some like like stro- stroke of genius shit. That's not. That's just work. That's just learning. You know what I mean? Spending yep. time and money. And but you get you put that shit in your mind every day. That's doom and gloom nonsense. You fall into that fucking algorithm. The algorithm's like, oh, you're a doom and gloom ass dude. Here you go, work girl. Yep. Here you go. Here's more things money. telling you. Right. Yeah. Everything's fucked up. You can't do anything. Yeah. It's worse than ever. Fucking billionaires. Fucking uh, anti-vaxxers. Fucking Trump is still doing. Who gives a fuck, bro? Who cares? Dane Dash said the other day, he's like, I never gave a fuck who the president was in my life because I'm still going to get mine. I'm still going to do what I need to do. I don't care who the fuck the president is. (laughs) I was like, yes, thank you. I don't care. You know what I mean? We were all had our brains broken from Trump, but like, it's a new day, man. And so yeah. take it from two indie people, one way more decorated and celebrated than me. We're saying the same shit, man. Like, we're not setting the world on fire in terms of, you know, we're on Adult Swim or some shit. But if you're listening to the show, you found us somehow, some way, and it's not because someone cool on a big platform said to check me. We're not on Drink Champs. You know? Like, I'm not on Griselda albums or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, so if you listen to this shit, if you're salty or hurt, that means you got to step back and take it. You take inventory, bro. I just got some real strong, harsh feedback the other day for, on a, on a professional level where I was like, "Damn, you know what I mean? <laughs> that shit hurts." I get it, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but I had to sit there and be like, "You know what? That's just gonna make me understand. I got work to do. Yeah. Period. I got work to. Do. I, I don't have. I don't have this shit mapped out beautifully, but it's yeah. it's it's always ongoing. Even the show." Where we were, episode 10, we're episode one, whatever the fuck we are now. It's all about keep going. And if you fuck with us, we fuck with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you get salty by some of this stuff, like it's, it's yeah. pessimist. This is what it's about. We got to air it out and then we move on. We take it in we move on. We love yeah. you, man. That's it. There you exactly. go. I have really you nothing know, planned. Like, Coming from like, the heart. Nobody ever said shit was fair. It's not. <laughs> Life ain't fair. Like I got, I got kids coming up to me all the time being like, yo, it's not fair. And I'm like, your parents have never gave you the most important lesson in life. Life ain't fair. It's not about being fair. It's about what are you going to do? That's it. That's really the end of it. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit there and let it define you or are you going to define yourself? That's all, bro. Boom. That's all that matters. So we we, we went deep on the people, man. That's our TED Talk. I'm Zilla. He's Alaska. You know what I mean? You can catch us on campus. Campus tours. Yeah, the spring Tony's rich fucking asshole kids. They're yeah. dang shit. He'll never be shit. Catch us getting canceled at Berkeley. Yo, man, it's gonna be great. So we'll take our last break. We'll we'll, we'll go through now on a lighter tone. We'll we'll, we'll break it back with what a lot of you guys is uh your tweets on your yep. grievances. We'll give our two cents. Rapid fire grievances. Boom. There you go. Put two cents on them. All right. Boom. All right. We'll be back. Okay. It's that it's time that again. We're back. Career crooks. Me and small professor. New album, Never At Peace, available now worldwide, streaming on all platforms. Very, very, very limited pieces of merch left. You can scoop it at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. If you've heard the Live from the Liar Notes episode, you know what it is, you know what we're about. If you haven't, go back and peep it. Play with your record featuring Shrapnel, I Alive, and Donovan Days, Blueprint, DJ Manipulator, and that's all she wrote. New back. Me and Small Pro never had these career crooks available now.
cut this shit. Hey yo, this is Chubzilla, one half of Sons of Andre, with the late Scorsese Lord Jones. Scorsese and I have a record together under the name Sons of Andre called Dungeon of Doom. It features some of my happiest production yet and some of Scorsese's best writing. It is available on a limited edition cassette and CD and at every digital outlet you can get your music from as well as insubordinaterecords.com. Dungeon of Doom features appearances by Alaska, Zilla Rocco, Poison Pen, and Alex Ludovico stealing the goddamn show on this very beat. So you can go get Dungeon of Doom wherever you fuck with music at. Long live Scorsese. All right, everybody, we're back. Oof. I'm not even drunk tonight. That's that's the craziest no, part. It's I'm probably not even drunk. Because <laughs> we'll probably start calling out memes. Oh, um, like some corrupt shit. Yeah. So so let's go. We we asked our, our listeners to to hit us with some grievances. So let's uh let let's work our way through. So uh, the first one is from DJ Rashid. Shouts to Rashid. Um, at DJ Rashid on Twitter. And his grievance is major labels embracing vinyl for pop releases, which crowds out availability for in- indie artists. Also, wow. producer tags and rap songs. I understand why they do it, but it's annoying. What is, what is a producer tag in a rap song? I don't when, know. You hear, when you'll hear like, um, Mike Will made it. Just uh, please. Okay. Well, Cannon. Put, Cannon. Yep. Cannon. Yeah. Right. On that shit. Yeah. Okay. Kanye West. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> That's not a thing. The Alchemist had that one Alchemist. Premiere. Premiere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I get, I know why they do it and I can see where it's annoying. Yeah. Um, wait till you hear the new Cargo Cults album and it's just Oof. all Zilla Rock going Zilla, Zilla Rock. Zilla, Zilla Beats, Beats. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I could see where the vinyl thing's annoying. It's very annoying. I was talking about this briefly at work today. I'm like, when, when the vinyl bubble bursts next year, yeah, it's gonna be very strange. It's gonna be odd yeah. when everyone who's like buying this fifty to eighty dollar vinyl that shit ain't worth shit anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel like like the year long like Bandcamp get everything out. People obsessed with music is ready to burst. Also, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it, it's coming to an end soon. We we had a good run. It was a good yeah. lick. We move now on. Let's go next back one. to making like an album a year. You'll be good. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right, what we got next? All right, we got um, Vacation Jeff eighty. Just Jeff. Also known as Jeff, insert blue check mark, run the jewels finger symbols. He writes, I need a content break. What this is very on brand for what we were just talking. I need a content break. I feel like I listened to a lot of super dope shit in the past two years, but I don't feel like I'm really soaking it all up and really enjoying it. Mm, real shit, Jeff. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, um, I feel that way too. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's one of the hardest things right now. It's just like so much. Yeah, it's uh, I just burned through three seasons of Narcos, which is mm-hmm. fucking incredible. Uh, and like towards the end, I was like, yo, I, I'm like emotionally exhausted, like, I need like a yeah. three, four day break from this show. Yeah, and then once it finished, I was like, oh, there's three seasons of like Narcos Mexico, but which I'm is like, better than, better than the that's original. that's crazy. Um, yeah, <coughs> shouts to, to Narcos because towards the end, they were like, yo, you're gonna hear Shook once too on this show, you're gonna hear fucking J Rue on the show, you're gonna hear like Cream. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. um. Yeah, and it, it came out like 10 years after, but we're still going to have it. Yeah. 
But uh, and shouts to them with the opening title credits that the Wu Tang's saga mm-hmm. show totally ripped off and it looks you know like the dollar store version. But yeah, Jeff, I feel you, Jeff. There's just you know that's why again we we don't take it for we talk a lot of shit, but we don't take it for granted when people are reviewing our albums, interviewing us about them. It's a lot, you know. What I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of music. Like we're talking about some shit that came out, you know, on me and Alaska's list, like January, February, April. And feels like wow, that was so long ago when those albums came out. But yeah, that's a lot of people feel. Yeah, it feels like it was a lifetime ago. Um, the homie Def C comes in with Def C. Um, he wants to know why. Uh, why did the Seinfeld have Seinfeld series have such a terrible se- series finale? Spoiler alert! So they all go to jail. Um, yeah. I think it was great only because it was subversive. I think it was a big fuck you to everybody. Yes. Like they want to show about nothing to be about something. Yes. And the the final two, three episodes shows like they were like the most narcissistic, like ego driven, mean, manipulative, mm-hmm. terrible people. Yeah. And the joke was on us the whole time, like liking them and rooting for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. I think it I was great. At the time, I didn't get it. But when you step back and like look at Larry David and those people like. Yeah. yeah, he was like, actually, fuck us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these are terrible humans, but they're horrible funny. Humans. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we're all horrible humans. So uh, Chumzilla came with a long list of complaints. Come on, Chum. Chum. Uh, he said, the fact that there's a large chunk of our population that still thinks being anti-fascist is bad, Dilla clones, social media algorithms, fart cars with loud mufflers, Will and Jada's <laughs> sex life, <laughs> fuck ads, okay. Kanye... Project budgeting and SP four hundred four fandom. Um, Chum, I think this was from our episode in two thousand and eighteen. This is old, except for the yeah, Will and Jada shit. The Will and Jada shit is that's that's. I, I read the Will book. We did the Will episode with Reef. Um, thankfully, he really doesn't go into that much as they've been doing on like Oprah and shit. And I just tune that shit out. I don't want to. I've been watching more Will movies, but I don't want to know about that shit. Yes, that's a lot. Yeah. The rest of that um, shit, yeah, that that shit, that shit is. That shit is going backwards, bro. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, where. man. That shit's like 2019, bro. Get mad Dilla, at stands. That's like 2050. Yeah, man. You Come gotta on, update bro. your algorithm, bro. Yeah, yeah. You gotta update, <laughs> you gotta update your fucking grievance resume and submit it again, dog. There you go. Step your game <laughs> up, chum. Shouts to chum. Yo, and Dungeons that's and Doom, that, that's one of the best albums this year, too. That's which one? Great word. A Dungeons oh, and Doom. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sons of Andre. Amazing. For real. Really great word. Great, seriously, great fucking album, bro. Yeah. Amazing it. production. Yeah, but you got to update that resume, send it back, and your cover. Yeah, back. man, Up- update your grievances. <laughs> Next thing you're gonna be like, what is with these AOL CDs? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Fubu, is it really for us by us or for you by us? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> All right. uh, so Kikoa, aka Roaring Forkwood, it's my man. Uh, Hell yeah. Have you He's seen his, his woodwork shit? Uh, only when he posts my merch while like flexing with the woodwork. That shit is tough. Yeah, he, he's amazing. <laughs> he's really dope. He does crazy like custom shit. Oh my God. Yeah, he's it's cool shit. Um, so his, his is, I wish I would have taken my writing more seriously over the years. Um, all this amazing music this year has really inspired me to pick the pen back up and nice. sharpen the blades. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, cool, I, don't, man. I don't know if that's a grievance other than just keep doing it, bro. Hell yeah, dude. Yo, yeah. That's, that's great, man. Thank you. Yeah. Not a grievance, so, but thank you. Not a grievance. Yeah. 
Put that on the um, iTunes review next time. My man. Yeah, exactly. That should stuff. be your iTunes review. Yeah. <laughs> Just copy and paste um, the shit. There you go. Chum, do the same with yours. Yeah, Chum. Put that on the uh, iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll start I, getting like all these 404 people in Dilla stands. Like, oh, I, I should check this show out. Check this out, bro. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got Love Ulysses, a.k.a. Lou. Lou, what's up? Lisa of two packs. Oh, um, I really want to fight my downstairs neighbor for calling mm. the cops on me without talking to me around noise complaints until I found out that he was a very old veteran. Now I'm mad and I can't even be that mad about it. <laughs> so wait, he's complaining because he's playing the music after a certain time? Yeah, I guess his neighbor got salty and instead of like being a human knocking on his door. Right. And being like, hey, can you turn that down? He called uh, the cops. Real big. Still, that's still some sucker shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter if, you, if you've been in a war zone or not. It's still, I mean, maybe he would have like came upstairs and like, I don't know, you were listening to like Tragedy Award by Company Flow, like Tragedy Award in three parts. parts he would have like right. had flashbacks. Triggered, and, yeah, yeah. He yeah been, you yeah, know, maybe arrest, that would have been the case, but yeah. yo. Intrusions. I, you know, we have a co-op board here. And people that are close to me are on the co-op board. And it's like, people just don't know how to like have conversations in real life. And there are people like that, right? The co-op board, like, I have a noisy neighbor. I don't know how to deal with them. Can you guys say something to them? It's like, you know, not your parents, bro. (laughs) You're fucking 35. Go knock on the door and ask them to turn it down. Like, oh, dude. And they might tell you to fuck off. Yeah. But that's life. And that's when you call the cops. Yeah. That's when you call the cops. Or even then you just fight back and get louder. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Real, real quick before we go to the next one. So uh, before I, I, me and my wife bought our house, apparently the people that lived here, like this family, but they were all fucked up. They clearly had like mental health problems. And so they were like, apparently they were always like dropping shit down the steps. <laughs> like, I don't know why, right? And we're South Philly row home, so you can hear every fucking thing. So um, it was so bad, like my next door neighbor currently he said before he would leave from work, he would put his radio on with like a big cabinet speakers on like country radio, blast that shit, put the speaker against the joint wall and just leave for work every day. Nice. <laughs> just to fuck with the neighbor who lived here. That's not fight it, man. Yeah, you tell me shit. Yeah, like, yo, know, I had a bad landlord once and, you know, I was subletting, so I knew there wasn't anything I could do. Hmm. And they reminded me of that every time I complained about something, but... I also was able to move out in the middle of the night and hide old chicken behind the fridge. And they had no recourse. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's great. You know, you'll have your chance. Call cops on them. I agree. Yeah. Tell me, tell me he's playing credence too loud or some shit. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to study this. Old guys play the credence so loud. Yeah. He's, I can't, I can't he's, he's playing. It ain't me. I ain't no fortunate son. <laughs> What's going? What's next on the list? All right, next Shasta is from uh, Big R and SD. My man. And uh, he's going to play off the De La Soul. Okay. It seems like COVID is here to say like racism. Mm. And we got a goddamn vaccine. Yes. Yeah, it's an endemic, bro. Yeah. Gonna be here. It's like the flu. Mm. I mean, my, uh, yeah, my, my brother-in-law who works for a major pharmaceutical company who's in the COVID uh response world uh last year he was like like last summer's fall so pre-vaccines we were like so how long do you think this is going to be around he was like two years what i even think it's like two years and this is like a scientist person 
who yeah. his only job is to work on drugs and vaccines even before COVID. He's like, yeah, about two years. So yeah. we're almost there. We're almost yeah. there. Yeah, it's we're gonna have to get boosters. We're gonna have to do all that shit. Yep. It's part of life now, man. That's it. Yeah. It's like society's herpes. That was next. All right. Just the big one. So R. now we got C4X. Oh, that's the man. Also known as Buster Rhymes in Halloween Resurrection. And his his grievance is that he's still in a phase where he's securing his finances. Okay. So he can't really find time to work on rap. He okay. writes lyrics all the time, but has such a hard time getting into record phase. Okay. So let, let me handle this one. Okay. Because I saw Disco <laughs> Vietnam chimed in with some fucking marvelous yeah. advice. Where, where Barry's point of view was make it a recording to writing, meaning mm-hmm. you should just be recording all the time and not writing, right? Yeah. Well, what does that even mean? Well, when you record, shit does not have to be pristine. It doesn't have to be... Anybody who listens to my albums, bro, I fuck up mad words. I slur shit. I say things that aren't even correct. That's some Cappadonna shit. That, you, know, you know, like Beatles, mad, mad errors in all those albums, right? Mm-hmm. But the point is you're doing something. And then... Once you're just doing it, then you start writing more because you're more comfortable recording, right? So yeah. like me in Alaska record from home, we bang out a lot of shit when, when the time comes. And it's like, you know, I, I used to go do a studio and record. I know you used to have to do all that shit. And it was like yeah. a big deal. We were like, oh, man, I got to like nail it and like nervous. I'm in the booth and there's seven people looking at me on the other side of the glass and it's very vulnerable. Um if you're not in that situation, then who gives a shit? Just, you know, have fun with it and don't be stifled. It's yeah. like, it's like, uh, it's like that thing they do with like, with like kindergartners versus like adults. They take kindergartners and give them um, like four or five pieces of pasta and like marshmallows and shit. And they have like three minutes to build like a pyramid with all these parts. Mm-hmm. Right. And they, and they, they do it with kindergartners and they do it with adults and the kid kindergartners solve the puzzle and build the pyramid, whatever, in like four or five minutes faster. Because the adults stand around and think. They go, hmm, well, what do you think about this? Well, I think maybe if on the same, well, maybe you should try it first. Well, the kindergartners just move and do shit. Yeah. Because they don't have anything blocking their creativity, right? So you want to think about it like that. When you start <laughs> rationalizing or like giving in to those doubts or like those fears or, oh, I don't have time, I don't have the money, and da 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 Well, well how do you get the time and the money? That's the thing. And then if you have how do you record all the time? It doesn't need to be a great setup at first, but just just have movement and momentum. Because yep. if you're standing still, you can't get any movement and momentum. You know what I mean? Like it needs to be something that's active. And writing is like sitting still. You know what I mean? Like it's very solitary. Everything is inward. You're in your head. You know what I mean? Like you're thinking about shit. Whereas like recording, performing is getting everything out. You know what I mean? Like I said, yeah. really a different vibration. So, there you so go. I, I'll add something to it as, as well, because my recording process has changed over the last couple of years because I've been in school. Right. So what I do is I do what you're doing right now. I write. I write until I'm done. And then it's usually like once my last final happens in the spring semester, mm-hmm. I know I got the summer to record. Right. And then that's when I record everything. I take like the first couple of weeks and just knock it out. So in your case, if you're, if you're working, you're getting your finances tight, right. Until you're done. And mm-hmm. once you're done, take two weeks off. You got vacation days. 
There you go. Or, you know, just like every single night, I'm going to go and knock out one song. That's it. And then you're done. One verse. Boom. Do one yeah. verse. Just start with one verse. That's all. Yeah, you don't have to do it all, all together. You just no. do it as it comes. Right. And, and get in a relaxed space, right? Yeah. So for me, when I record, if I'm recording in the morning, on the weekends, I got to drink a lot of coffee. Because mm-hmm. that makes me just get energized. You know, it's like taking uppers and shit. And then if I'm hanging out with people or if it's night, I want to have some booze or some water to sound good and just be relaxed, whatever. Because you want to just have fun with it. Again, it's not, not about hitting the bullseye with every fucking take. It's not the point. It's really yeah. just about enjoying the part of being creative and like li- and liking what you're you're hearing and putting down. That's the most important thing. So however you want to do it, bang. But great question, man. And a grievance? Sure. Grievance. There we go. And then we got a uh, coach Dick Doctor at Dick underscore doctor underscore T-O. I'm very triggered by this one. Go. NBA Twitter. The amount of hot takes and maniac or manic responses to every win loss is fucked up. Not to mention every goofball on, e- on the ESPN trade machine with the perfect transaction. Just shut the fuck up and enjoy the games. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not like that on Twitter, but with, with all the texts and shit, yeah, and the phone calls with, with Castro and then texting Griff and Prem and Smalls, yeah, I'm, I'm on that shit. I'm definitely on that shit. Yeah. Um, fuck you, because the season's too fucking long. After the first 50 games, the players don't give a fuck. The coaches don't care. GMs don't give a fuck. And there you got you to do something to be engaged with an extra 30-some games to go. And – these dudes are all bitch-made millennials where they just get salty wherever they're playing after two years anyway and want to leave. So it's not my fault that Kyrie Irving's a fucking anti-vaxxer weirdo, that Ben Simmons is the greatest coward since fucking Robert Ford. Like, what do you want me to do? I, I, I'm going to cheer on. I'm going to shit on those dudes. I'm going to make fun of them. I'm going to hope they get traded. I'm going to talk about it for four months every day because, you know, I was just watching the Sixers lose the night to a team with minus five guys with fucking COVID. What else? Uh, what am I going to just sit there and, and be cool with that? Hell no. I'm going to talk shit about Ben Simmons. <laughs> I mean, that, that's sort of similar to my bitching about like Jets fans. There you go. Like I, I listen to all these Jets podcasts and it's like dudes just being like, well, why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that? I'm like, motherfucker, the whole team got injured. The whole team. And they suck to begin with. <laughs> Calm down. The whole team got injured and they yeah. suck to begin with. Yeah. I love it. It's just... It's no, just sports, man. It's just sports. It's, it's a bunch of a bunch of young dudes getting paid millions of dollars to play sports. Yep. And speaking of sports, I'm 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 rolling right now in the Claw Culture Fantasy Basketball League. Uh, I started off real hot. I was like four and zero. Now I'm like five and two, five and three. We had to regroup. I didn't okay. like the culture. I had to make a couple changes. You know, a couple guys got their minutes cut. I didn't like the effort I was seeing. So I'm trying. I'm trying to do good tonight. I'm playing. Uh, who am I playing right now? Uh, some somebody named RJ. But their their name is Ted Danson, and it's a picture of Ted Danson. But it's him dancing, okay. cut in a rug. So Ted Danson is one playing. Clever. See shit, Ted Danson. <laughs> All right, who's next? All right, uh, this is actually the last one, and I don't know if it's a grievance or what, but it's from uh, the homie Roy Christopher Roy C. Justin Roy he said he, he doesn't know where to start, and that's his grievance. And I think that's Oof. about as good of a place to end. It's a good one. There's a lot of grievances. A lot of grievances. Um, oh, <clears throat> the, well, there was one I was going to say that was wild funny. I don't even remember, man. Did I miss it? I, I thought I got them all in the bookmarks. I, is there, I thought there was more. 
Um, Some of them might have just been responses to grievances. There was like the weird trial oh, yeah. about chum one about like people thinking that it's gay to wipe. <laughs> Which again, I, I had I had to call you on that one uh, yeah. chum because it's because like four sailors in a YouTube video said it's case doesn't mean it's yeah, case. Some <clears> oh here, some... uh, Billy Slang had a couple. Okay, hit me. His rap grievance. If you sing yeah. on over 50% of your album, you shouldn't call yourself a rapper anymore. Ooh. Max B does not apply here. And then this one is great. His general grievance. Left lane should have a five mile an hour speed limit faster than the right lane. Totally. Other countries do it and it forces traffic to flow. I agree, Billy. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. Let me go back to the 50% of the singing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I disagree only in the sense that the guys that are quote unquote singing to them, that's not singing. That's being a rapper. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So if you're like 22 now, if you were 10, so 12 years ago, so you, all you know is Drake. Like Drake was like your gateway drug to rap, right? Cause when Drake first came out, you were like 10 years old. If you were 22 rapping. So, and I love Drake. So if you look at that guy, you're like, that's how you're supposed to make music. And in the last 12 years, overwhelmingly, like, I mean, recipes, young Dolph, there wasn't a lot of guys like young Dolph that was just rapping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, two chains, just rapping, be, be funny and be rich rapping. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's just what they know. I mean, that, yeah, I'm not mad at that. You know what I mean? But if they were like actually doing vocals, like, like, like singing like John Denver or some shit, like really singing, then I'd be like, you got a point. You know what I mean? But like Max B, that was more about like the pocket and the flow and like have a melody with his voice. It wasn't like about, you know, belting. You know what I mean? It's like, like, like the way Drake is so dope is because Drake makes you feel like, oh, I could do that. You know what I mean? Because he just does like three notes. Like anybody could do that shit. Like that's his singing capabilities. You know what I mean? That's him. Like that's his whole range. You know what I mean? He's a billionaire off that shit. So it's like it lowers the bar of entry for people to come to the door. But Drake can rap his fucking asshole too. I don't care who's writing it. That shit, he can spit, dude. There you go. I don't really fuck with Drake, but yeah. Oh, that's your uh, all right. Oh, we a couple more. We a couple more. Yeah, there, there's a couple more. And, and these okay. ones, I want to make a joke out of these kind of, but I, I also kind of don't. Like, I feel where you're coming from, but I'm also like, yeah. The Black Panther Party 10-point program, written October 15th, 1966. We want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our Black community. We believe that black people will not be free until we are able to determine our destiny. Two, we want full employment for our people. We believe that the federal government is responsible and obligated to give every man employment and a guaranteed income. Three, we want an end to the robbery by the capitalists of our black community. We believe that this racist government has robbed us and now we are demanding the overdue debt of 40 acres and two mules. 
afford. We want decent housing fit for the shelter of human beings. We believe that if the white landlords will not give decent housing to our black community, then the housing and the land should be made into cooperatives so that our community with government aid can build and make decent housing for its people. Five, we want education for our people that exposes the true nature of this decadent American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present day society. Six, we want all black men to be exempt from military service. We believe that black people should not be forced to fight in the military service to defend a racist government that does not protect us. Seven, we want an immediate end to police brutality and the murder of black people. We believe we can end police brutality in our black community by organizing black self-defense groups that are dedicated to defending our black community from racist police oppression and brutality. Eight, we want freedom for all black men held in federal, state, county, and city prisons and jails. We believe that all black people should be released into many jails and prisons because they have not received a fair and impartial trial. Nine, we want all black people when brought to trial to be tried in court by a jury of their peer group or people from their black communities as defined by the Constitution of the United States. We believe that the court should follow the United States Constitution so that black people will receive fair trials. Ten, we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, and peace. When, in the course of the human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect of the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to this separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal, that are endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Little Robert Hutton, Curly Castro, out on Backwood Studios. Get it now. But uh, so this is from Blake Ambrose, PDX. Mm. He has two. There was all this talk about taking stock and assessing what actually what is actually of value in our society. And we just went right back to the death cult with 30% mass compliance. So that's the first one. Let me take this. Do it. If you've listened to any of my records, it comes from a place of experience. I was around in the 90s during the first like great PC boom. <laughs> and I was around for all of them, a lot of them, you know? Right. I've seen this cycle happen before where it's like, we need to really fix our society and we're gonna take care of what's important. It's all performative bullshit, man. Correct. It's all becomes a marketing scheme, it's bullshit. Don't yep. listen to it. Don't get caught up in it. It's going to keep on going. It's the same old shit. You're going to, in, in five years, every, everybody's going to be dressing like Britney Spears and every music band is going to be the biggest pop group in the world. Everybody's just going to want to be happy. There's going to be a new Nelly. And it's yep. just going to be like a year, a decade of decades. And it's going to go back to being like, oh, we have to be like sustainable. And then people are going to be like, oh, can you believe it's 60 degrees in December? <laughs> it's gonna be the same old shit it happens every fucking every fucking decade or generation right. you go through this cycle of people like we're, we're gonna change it now the kids yep. are right greta's right. right we're gonna listen to her now no but no. Kid, the kids it, are dumb as shit kids are dumb as shit think how um, absolutely fucking stupid you were when you were yeah 21 years old i'm not taking any fucking advice in my life from anyone under 30 and nope. 30's pushing it yeah so and then the other thing is uh, you can't tell if this is a grievance with yourself or believing the campaign promises of politicians and not delivering. But yeah, and that's like getting mad at losing a three-card Monty, getting mad at the dealer. Yo, if you watch Narcos, dog, and you see how 
every motherfucker in the whole country was on the take. Yep. All the, all the police, all the, the phone company, the generals, everyone was on the fucking take, right? Like, the only difference between us and them is, like, they were on a take for massive cocaine cartel people. Yeah. You know, they were on a take for, you know, the banks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what, whatever big industry wants to buy in, they buy in. Everybody knows that shit. So it's like... Sun comes up, sun goes down. The funniest shit is we just spent, like, how many trillion dollars on a 20-year war? And we have the nerve to complain about people not paying taxes. I mean, what are you paying taxes for? Facts. I mean, I pay my taxes, but I'm saying like to complain that there's not more tax money for a war machine. I don't know. I I don't. Yeah, man, go back to Dame Dash. I just look at it all and it's, it's all a giant grift. Yeah. And once you see it that way, it becomes much easier to just move around your life. Yeah, I know it's it's cynical and it's cold, but it's the truth. And it's always been the truth and it always will be the truth. Yeah, it's the way power works. It's the way money works. Anybody that tells you different is lying to your face. Anybody that tells you that their economic system is going to fix it, it's only going to fix it for them. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, just look, oh, at, wanna, just look yeah. at any system in the world. Yeah. The people in power are the ones that benefit. Always. So, people, Oh, check this one. From Psalm yeah. 1. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. This is ill. Shouts to someone. She did this in all caps. Most deluxe albums ain't deluxe. They're just songs that should have stayed in the folders. Yeah. Damn. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Can, can we also do that with reissues too? Oh, yeah. Like, there's so many like reissues that come out where it's like 95 alternative takes. I'm like, I just want the regular record, man. I don't yeah, need to hear I went, the mess ups. I went through uh the, the Beatles, the get back, the yeah. the reissue, you know. Um, and I already had Let It Be naked from the early 2000s when they when they did that the first time. Yeah. For Let It Be. And uh, so I was like, that's cool. And then I watched the Get Back series, which is really cool. But there's like, you know, a two, three hour slog in the middle where you're like, I mean, how many times can I just watch these guys yawn in the studio? <laughs> it's like and riff with each <laughs> other and Yoko not talk, and then John High on heroin and George like boiling with resentment. Like, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a rough eight hour binge, but uh, it's just like when you, they put the new one out, it's like, Oh, here's like take 34 of this one. And here's, yeah, here's the that. second. Okay, great. You know, yeah. it's a one time deal. a lot with jazz records, man. Where it's oh, just like, fuck you. Fuck, I just, I just want the regular record, man. The fuck one yeah. that I grew up loving. I just want that. If it sounds a little better, cool. I don't need, it's not deluxe because you threw like 19 all takes on. Right. Yeah, here I think this might be well, we a couple more. P uh from Elmatic. Uh people pretending the Nas album was actually good. It was good, bro. No, it wasn't. It was good. It was good ass. meaning three to three no. and a half mics. That's fine. No. It was like three two. mics. Three mics. It was terrible. That's all. No, it wasn't you even guys, that. You guys, are, you, guys are fuck, you guys are fucking wackos, man. There's two at best. I don't I don't appreciate this talk. Um three mics. It's good. Is it no. high replay value? Not really. No. It's King's not Disease one's better. King's Disease 2 is, you know, that should have been a fold. Most of it should have been a folder, but it's fine. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even, I pretend that Nas doesn't exist anymore. I've actually yeah. muted the term Nas in Twitter. I, oh, speaking of sports, I've muted um, years for years Celtics, Knicks, Lakers, 
all these annoying fucking fans, they've all been muted for years. Oh, yeah. So I never yeah. see any of that shit. Oh, um, I've, I've muted Trump. Yeah, I muted I've Trump, muted LeBron, Bernie. LeBron, I've muted yeah. all these fucking idiots <laughs> that just like take up all the oxygen on Twitter and make it like a like a uh, a place where you're like, this is exhausting to read this shit. Yeah, once you mute all those terms, good, you're good to go, man. You're fu- yeah. It really thins the herd, right? Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, Sun, Sun Raw, Dear Claw Culture. There are too many rappers nowadays. Please eliminate three. I am not a crackpot. All right, Machine Gun Kelly, we tell you he's got to go. He's got to yeah. fucking get out of here. That's one. Who else can we get rid of? Right, right off the rip. I mean, can we get rid of Eminem? Oh, so yes. Fuck yeah, we have to get rid of Eminem. I get rid of him before I get rid of Machine Gun Kelly. All right, I'm keeping, you know, and I'm sorry, I'm keeping Machine Gun Kelly because it's this song <laughs> that was remade but it was that. Yeah, and just ate <laughs> cereal. Shit, that was a, yo, yeah. No, I'm giving it. I'm giving Machine Gun Kelly a fucking plaque just for shitting on Eminem's clothes. That was great. I'm sorry, Machine Gun Kelly. Um, yeah. Beard. Oh my like god. Yeah, he's like making fun of his beard and shit. Yeah, yeah. Eminem's number one. He's got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, hands down. All right, who else can we get rid of? Oh, man. Um, hmm. someone that's constantly embarrassing themselves. I'm trying to think of someone who's just like annoying. Uh, Quali's got to go. Yeah, yeah, go. He can go. Get rid of he, he, he needs to go. I don't need. I, I never need to hear him rap again. Like no. I'm good. I'm good with the Black Star. I'm good with Reflection Eternal. Love that album. I'm good with the raucous singles. You know, What If and Two Thousand Seasons and all that shit. Yeah. Manifesto. I, I'll fuck with those songs forever. You know, even even his first album, Quality, which Kanye did like four or five beats. That album's fucking fire. I'm still. Yeah. I'll, I'll bang that. But he's got to go. Uh, who's the last person? Last person. Jeez. Um, I feel like there's like a lot of repetitiveness in like the, the stripper rap category. Oh. Like, you know, Nikki, Megan, mm. Sawati or whatever her name is. Sweetie. Sweetie. Yeah. Like okay. that whole like sort of it all kind of turns into the same person after a while. But I don't so, know if they need to go. I don't know if they need to. I, I, I think they're fine. Yeah. They don't really uh, irk me that much. Remedy. <laughs> Remedy. Okay. You got yeah. it. Remedy's got to go. So Eminem yeah. Quali. I mean, yeah, this is great. This is great. I was going to say yeah. like Kodak Black because he stresses me out. Like he's just the look of that dude, and there's everything about him is like just gives me anxiety. I can't deal with Kodak Black. Um, he would have been my fourth dude, but I, I like I don't Remedy. Know anything about him other than like he he's like he's fucking wild, dude. He's up. he's fucking wild. Um, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's not my shit. Uh, any, I think that's the last one. That might be the last of it. Um, I think that's all of them, man. Yeah, I mean, a lot, there's probably a lot, a lot more. Like, I, lot, I don't think probably none of us even need to exist, but yeah, you know, we I enjoy existing, so fuck you, I'm saying. Someone said something about the train or some shit. That was something someone said to you. The train? Yeah, being on a train. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about um people that don't let you off. They mm. just come right in. I hate that shit. This is I something I've noticed. Shit. I've noticed this a lot since we started returning back to normal. 
Mm. Like at work, there's people that just walk in the elevator. Damn. Like as you're getting ready to leave, like it comes into the first floor and they just walk in and I'm like, hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck. Yeah, like I've, I've had to yell at numerous people at work. Like, what's going on? Let us <laughs> off the elevator. Because I've become that dude that just like yells at people at work. Mm. Like I just like, I walk out and it's like, there's like people not wearing masks. I'm like, put your mask on. Oh, that's you? That's me. Because like, it's like students. It's well. like, you know, oh, like okay. yeah. they're supposed to have like, you know, I'm like, just put it on. Like, I know it sucks. It's Don't sucks, be a dick. Bro. And now, like, whenever I walk out, just give me dirty looks and put it on. Yeah, good. It's good. all about conditioning. Yeah, fuck you guys. I learned that as an um, already. You got to be tough up front, and then you could be lenient later. You, you got to be lenient. like the Russian police. Stern. Yeah, it's, it's like fair. raising kids. Oh, if yeah. You start, if you start being trying to be everybody's buddy, when you got to be a dick, they turn on you. Dog, you know, you know, you know my son? Front. Anytime I let my son like do anything remotely cool, he's always like, "What? You're gonna let me do that?" Whereas my wife's like, "Got Chick Fil A. I got you toys. We're I'm picking you up from school early." And I'm always like, "Nah, bro. I don't give you shit. Never. I'll never give you anything. And when I do, it's like a fucking it's a holiday for you." Yep. And he's like, "Why are you nice like mommy?" I'm like, "Cause mommy gives you everything all the time, every day. So if both of us did, you'd grow up to be a fucking hooligan." Yeah. You need that. You need that balance, bro. She yeah, got the long be. leash. I got the short leash. That's exactly. All. You gotta have it. That's it. So I'm. I'm about this. I'm thinking. I think we should split this up into two episodes. Actually, that's cool. Do a part one and two. Bang. Yeah, that's cool. So then this will hold you guys down through the holiday officially because we yeah. goddamn sure are not recording the week of Christmas. That's that's fucking lunacy. No, we're we're not we're not coming back until after the new year. Yeah, we need a goddamn break. A lot of fucking rapping this year. A lot of pods. A lot of crossover pods. Yeah, go run up the old joints, and you know, and, and you know, jokes aside, uh, shots to people that do run up the old joints. You know what I mean? They yeah. go back and check the crossover we did with Dad Bod and Mike Eagle, and yeah, that was a fun one. We got to start thinking about the next one. Yeah, dude, or like the common yeah. episode. I said I was going, you know, with Dano shouted that one out. That was a great one. Um, yeah, whatever. Go, 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 peep some of the old shits if if you're so inclined to do that. Join our Patreon. Numbers are growing every day. Uh, patreon.com backslash call culture um we, we've been talking we talked briefly about some shit we might add on um to make the show more interesting and differently formatted here and there but you know that'll be for next year kids that's it i gotta get my charger We're sorry out of here and yeah i'm, I'm gonna uh go up to montreal and i see some raw nice up some raw yes my man sash you know what i mean one of my peoples yeah last time i saw him it was new year's uh, he did DJ the fucking warehouse party in New Year's like 2013. It was crazy. Nice. Yeah, it was dope. So shouts. Cool. It's quite cold. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's gonna be cold up there. Yeah, it's quite cold. But I got I got my one, so I'll be all right. Yeah, but the, and they got the boxing day, so man, shit's closed. That's the, I think that's the day we're driving up. That's like the 26th, right? Yeah, because like well, like there's like boxing week, like nothing's open, like no stores. Yeah. So you yeah, just want to get coffee. It's pretty up, much so. it. Yeah. It's a good little run up there. Yeah. Real, real, real quick story. We'll close with this. So when okay. I did this, this will be a good, it's not even a grievance. It's a good piece of advice. So um, ladies, gentlemen, whoever you're dating, this is a good time of the year to really evaluate. If you're, if you're in a relationship, a new relationship, it's a great time of the year to evaluate the future. Right. I say that to say I was in a relationship. We took a trip to go see Sun Raw from Philly to Montreal. The flight was stupid expensive, but we took a train, 
right? And it was like 150 bucks. But the train was 14 hours long on a train, right? On like Amtrak, 14-hour train ride to Montreal, 14 hours back. But again, it was just like stupid fucking cheap compared to flying. So we did it. So before this trip, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, this, this girl's going to be my wife. This is it. We did that fucking 14-hour ride one way up. Guess what I realized after that 14-hour ride? Nope. I'm done with this bitch. Over. Okay? So the party was cool. Montreal was amazing. Bagels are popping. Everyone's very friendly. But that 14-hour ride back, that shit was awkward. So I said, <laughs> I said it to say, this time of the year, when it's high stress, we got the Omicron, we got traveling for fucking families and all that. If you're in a newish relationship or something you think is going to be long-term, you see how it goes with the holidays and the traveling and all that shit. You'll really see what it's about with this person because you're going to be in high stress at some point. And if that shit looks bad, cut your fucking losses and move on. That's all I'm going to say. Because my dumb ass did 28 hours of round trip in a fucking train and was like, oh, well, um, may- maybe it'll get better. But and part of me knew, like, nah, this is over. It's but a- I-, I didn't want to admit defeat. So all it did was, like, stop me from uh, dating and marrying my wife sooner, which is still dope. But uh, I say that for everybody. If you're, you just just keep your eyes open, keep your third eye open. Don't cut out that voice inside being like, yo, you got to break up with this motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. This, you're going to be in your fucking friends. With it. You're going to be dealing with anti-vaxxer weirdo motherfucker. You're going to be dealing with all this shit this year. So don't be, don't feel bad. And you definitely have to break up before Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Do not. Listen, if you, re, if you realize the jig is up by like January 7th, do not yeah. feel guilty about breaking up before or during or right after Valentine's Day. Move the fuck on, man. Get out of that shit. Don't do it. It's not fair either. Right. So then, because then after Valentine's Day, now you got to tack on like another two weeks before you break up with them. So now it's Mm -hmm. basically March. So you you just added on two months of wasting your time in there. So do that for yourself, man. And then go prosper and find love in other ways. That's all. Less for me to you. The more you know. Yeah, it's important, man. It's easy to get caught up. All right, we're going to go to Alaska. This is like Castro's. Uh, we'll be, we'll be back up in no time. We'll be down in like fucking Dennis Robin out here. Yeah, man. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. You got it. And spend time with